Hey, hey sweet, sweet peas. peas. Well, I hope everyone is feeling back to normal and kind of closer to feeling back to normal with Texas. Um, what is it? Rising the mass mandate starting actually Wednesday. It was yes. yesterday. What? It was yesterday that they announced it. Well, that it starts Wednesday the tenth. Yes, is when they start. Right. So, but I know a lot of people are still going to wear it for safety reasons and, you know, older people. And, yes, if you're in a bigger crowd, you know, wear it and still, you know, still be safe and still wash your hands like we should have been and still clean things like we should have been doing. Right. Um, But I'm just happy that Texas finally lifted that off. We still have, I feel like it's not going to be done yet, but still. I... I don't know. I'm on the fence about it, honestly. But, I mean, yeah, like, safety and cleanliness is the main goal, no matter what. But I hope that – I feel like the fear is, like, lifting off of it, you know, little by little. Um, But with this, you know, vaccine now and stuff, it's – there can still be fear of, like, what's to come and what to expect even after this and for the rest of this year. So – but anyway, speaking of fear, so I don't know if like a lot of you know the acronym, acronyms that they have for fear. Um, so I can just refresh your memory or let you know what they are. Fear, the acronym for fear could be fear everything and run or false evidence appearing real or face everything and rise. And that's my favorite one. Well, of course. I mean, you don't want fear everything and run. Even though you, we unconsciously can do it sometimes. We fear everything of something and then we just run away from it. And so we wanted to speak a little about and kind of still kind of going in with Women's History Month of um, I feel like fear is a big thing for everybody. Everyone experiences it, and everyone goes through it one way or another if it's with fear of the future. I mean, we had a whole lot of fear with COVID, so like I know everyone um, went through it, and especially Texas. We had the fear of Snowmageddon upon us, and through that whole week, you could have been afraid the whole time and be like, and let it like take you down and been like, yeah, because it sucked. We weren't without power. And, you know, water for days. But you could, uh, we could do what the other acronym says and face everything and rise. And I think, like, to tie, like, all of them together, like, you know, you can figure out which one you, how you look at life. You know, you can stick to one and that's the way you look at life. Um, But I think all of them kind of tie together. So, I mean, a lot of people have to learn how to, you know, face everything and rise. But I think everybody, for the most part, starts off by fear everything and running. Um, And I think, like, once you start to kind of question as to why you're scared or as to why you're anxious about something and, you know, you really start to get to know your surroundings and be aware of your own thinking, I think, you know, you'll eventually turn into... Like with the other acronym, false evidence appearing real, you'll start to 
realize that and eventually it'll turn into facing everything and rising above it all because I mean that's really what fear is it's you know or you know like whenever you tell your child not to be scared of the dark you know so it's like and you know they're afraid of something that's in the dark right but I think fear is taught it is taught but as I'm saying you know like once you start to realize and you get older you'll realize that it is just false evidence appearing real in your mind Mm -hmm. so that's the transition from running away from it you know realizing that it's not real that's the transition to rising above it so like i said they all tie together really and i think like you know being in the process of realizing you know false evidence appearing real i think that goes hand in hand with like or you know how to get to rising above it so when you're in that, you know, part of the evidence, you know, the false evidence not appearing real. Um, or, yeah, anyways, okay. So in that transition moment, I think it's just a big analyzing moment. Like, you just really analyze, like I said, what what position you're in, things that are around you, and, you know, the main goal that you're really trying to reach, but you're kind of scared to take that risk. So, yeah, in order to get to facing everything and, you know, becoming strong and confident and courageous and, you know, in life and your choices, I really think that you really have to embrace and analyze the things that go on around you and that go on within your mind. Well, how would you put that in, like, an example? I think, like, one big one I think of is... Because I think everyone is, even if you're a planner or you have a big goal, like, you know, which you should for your future, I think everyone is a little bit scared of the future. Right. So I think, I don't know, I guess like right now the first, um, like, example that popped into my head is, you know, since we were both in AVID, I think, um, and yeah, for those of you who don't know what AVID is, that is a college preparatory class that they do offer in high school. So a lot of, you know, we've heard a lot of different stories within AVID. So I think like something that can hold one person back is, you know, not going out and experience experiencing, you know, college life, somebody who is scared to take that risk and scared to put themselves out there. I think, you know, once they kind of slow down and realize that this is something that they need and they can, like, it's important to take risks because that's how you get somewhere. You're not at a constant anymore. You're jumping off the edge and just, you know, and you can figure yeah, life just take out. Off, yeah. yeah, just take off and, and figure life out and experience things for yourself instead of, you know, just being stuck in one place just because you're comfortable, I think. I mean, yeah, that's, like I said. And it's natural that fear is going to obviously come along with big change, big decision making. And, you know, college isn't for everybody either. If it's, you know, going for a big job and um, or starting your own business, whatever path that you want to take for your future, it's it's scary. It's different because it's change. Um, But, you know, also for you, you also have to like, grow within yourself and change your mindset into not letting that fear stop you for number one not letting it stop you right and I mean yeah so the future is unknown and really 
that's why people are scared. They're scared of what the next day will bring, what the next month, what the next year will bring. And I think it's, you know, you shouldn't look at it like that. You should really look at it as like, um, you should look at, okay, you know, I'm excited for the new year. I'm excited for, you know, these next few months, you know, that I, you know, I get to do this. I'm, I'm ready to accomplish X, Y, and Z, you know, like you don't, yeah, I think it's really just, like you said, that growth mindset of, you know, I have these goals and I'm ready to complete them. I'm ready to get to the next step, get to the next level. And that's kind of like that go-getter rising above it all Mm -hmm. mindset. Just imagine, because it's just about taking that first step. And that's where the opposite of fear comes in, which is um, bravery or courage, you know, whatever one is. It's courage is the ability to still go into the unknown but still having that, you know, boldness to go and take that first step, even though that first step might break and fall and you'll fall down or, you know, maybe it won't. But you'll never know if you never try. And that's a big saying that I think a lot of people disregard because they'll just let fear um, hold them back. Yeah, and I think and we're not telling you to, you know, go out and do the most drastic thing or, you know, the most scariest thing to you right now. I think it's it's a process where you have to take the baby steps. You know, you have to learn how to walk before you can run. So you need to, you know, take little small risks for yourself. You know, speak up more or, you know, maybe do something that, like, wear something that you're kind of scared to. and Talk to a stranger. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe it's just small things that are leading up to a big moment. So, yeah, we're not saying dive in the deep end head first. It's, you know, you you learn how to do it. And that's why, you know, whenever you're put to the test to take a risk that could benefit you or, you know, may you know it may not work out. But, again, you won't know until you try. Mm-hmm. So, that yeah, that is the biggest thing is to take the first step to, you know, indulge yourself in new. And that, you know, like, that's what our mom has told us, you know, like, if you're not taking risks, if you're not challenging yourself, you're really not living, you're not fulfilling your life, really, Mm -hmm. you're not figuring it out, you're just kind of staying constant, you're just staying the same, staying safe, because it's comfortable. And in order to grow, we need to do the uncomfortable things. And 100% of people probably regret that on their deathbed, is I should have taken more risk, and I should have done that, I should have done that. And that's so sad for a life to go, like, if you just think about it, for a life to go without any purpose or for you not, like, trying at something. You know, they say the graveyard is the most richest place on earth because of all the ideas and all of, you know, the movies not made or the music not made or the inventions not made because, you know, those ideas died with them. They, there was such a weird saying, like, when I heard it, I know, and I was like, I didn't get it at first, I'm like, what? But I was like, well, damn, you're right, like, you know, those people that pass without ever trying at what they really wanted to do. Yeah, and, I mean, bottom line, I think, you know, not giving up is the main thing, and yeah, I mean, that's why I think, the way I think of it is, like, you know, I see a bunch of, like, you know, our parents, for example, our grandparents, yeah, right now, you know, they, 
pretty much always say for the most part, you know, or they think to themselves, you know, if I was your age, if I was 20 years old again, you know, if I was in high school or this and that, and I had a fresh clean slate, you know, I would do this and this and this, I would do this differently. I would start this for myself and I wouldn't live with fear. I would have no regrets basically, you know, because you run out of time at some point and I mean, yeah, on people's deathbeds, they're kind of like, wow, you know, like I was too scared to do this. And yeah, they were kind of building up to it slowly. But I think, and you know, everybody goes at their their own pace. But like I said, you know, if you're young, I really think that it should start when you're young and not, you know, I don't know, wake up like 60 years old. And then you're kind of like, wow, I, I really did waste all those years slowly getting there and forgetting about my goals or really not focusing or working on anything, taking risks. So yeah, for the most part, I think it's just to Mm -hmm. not be afraid to make a breakthrough for yourself or like I said, you know, just don't give up on, I mean, anything you're scared to do. I mean, like I said, it's going to take time, but you know, eventually that's part of life where you take risks and you you live and you learn you, you live and you, <laughs> you live and you live. you live and you learn um because yeah like putting it into perspective like think of all the different women that had that if they would have had that mindset and they feared everything of what everyone was going to say or you know feared this and feared that and they just ran away from their purpose in life or they ran away from actually breaking through um like, all those first-time women. I mean, Amelia Earhart, if she wouldn't have gone through, she wouldn't be the first female pilot. Um, who else? I mean, there's, like, a lot that come to mind. So, I mean, yeah, like, we did try, you know, we're still trying to tie this into um, Women's International Women's Day, Women's, you know, History Month or whatever. So, yeah, I think, yeah, if women were to always live in fear, there wouldn't be... Like, we wouldn't have gone to space. We wouldn't have, you know, really traveled as much as we would have or, you know, been as educated as a lot of these women out there are. And, you know, the the courage in them really, really pushed them to push those boundaries, to push those, you know, barriers. Like we said in the last episode, they really, you know, broke the glass ceiling for a lot of us and, you know, they made milestones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly I mean, milestones and history. And it's like, just imagine if they didn't do that, if they didn't go forth and, you know, do their what they were meant to do and what they wanted to do and um, actually complete what they do. Because they opened a lot of, you know, women out there opened a lot of doors for the rest of us. And it's like, if you think about it like that, it's like, okay. And I think that's why it's important to have, you know, a role model. doesn't matter if it's, you know, pick your industry or pick the type of woman that, you know, you look up to that relates to your interests. I mean, there's people look up to Michelle Obama and Beyonce. And I'm a really good role model that I love that I actually did like a report on once was um, Mary Kay Ash. She was the owner of Mary Kay. And her story was so inspiring. She, She lived in the 50s and she like went to the bank and they only gave her like $500 to 
to start her business. And she like just went on with that. And she put the last of her cents into that business. I mean, look at what it is now. Like everyone is, everyone does Mary Kay now. And so if she didn't go through with that. And if like all those no's, you know, would have stopped her, there wouldn't be Mary Kay where other women get to have their own business on the side. And, you know, there wouldn't be corporations like that if those women back then let those no's, you know, stop them. Yeah. And so it's really bringing your dreams into reality, making sure that you are taking action to make those dreams, you know, become your life and, you know, not stopping after you've gotten so many no's. I think if anything, that should push you more because, you know, it's kind of looking back, like, you know, once you've made it, once you're like successful and you kind of look back and you're like, wow, you know, like, and you think about it, I didn't get so many no's, but I'm here. I've made it because I took the risks. I did what was, what not everybody else was doing, you know, like she was one of the first women to really start, you know, her business and a makeup line. And right. She started with like one product to, Mm-hmm. To do yeah, it was cheeks. one product that she started off with too. Yeah, her eyes, her cheeks, and her lips, and one little lip, you know, rouge that you carry around with you. And yeah, she sold it door to door and she did it, you know, every day, every day until she really, you know, got women on her team mm-hmm. to work with her, to work for her. And who would have thought a lady back then, like selling rouge door to door to stay at home moms? would have become like Mary Kay, like a huge corporation now. Yeah. Because just those success stories and those women back then that didn't let anything stop them. And and another like good um, role model that I also look up to is um, like, you know, Selena, she didn't let anyone stop her. She was like so young and there wasn't a lot of big young uh, female Tejano singers and like she made it through so fast so quickly I know that she's always will be a inspiring story of how young she was and how many you know people that really like was such a fan of her yeah and I mean you know just like to briefly mention you know two of the biggest names out there right now and you know we're kind of staying I guess in the makeup industry because yeah like back then there wasn't that much makeup provided to women well they didn't really care and wear makeup like well we yeah do now. that's what i'm saying because there wasn't really women out there to to really think like, about the women community yeah. and do something for them so that's what i'm saying and you makeup know, like, was not used to express yourself back then like it is now i think yeah because they you had to do right like you couldn't do a lot with makeup because there was that one particular way that a woman would do her makeup and that's how every woman should do it but now and then if you wore too much makeup you were a hoe <laughs> yeah like you were seen as just very bad but yeah now you know you can express yourself and you can you know create new things and we've seen you know so many different makeup you know looks on the internet but um like anastasia Sword, oh yeah she's anastasia beverly hills the makeup line her story was like really cool oh uh, yeah you know like she she came from another country and i mean really she just indulged herself with perfecting 
for example, like her first thing, her main thing was the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. You know, she would really just help women with their eyebrows and, you know, sell them products to so that, you know, so they can do their eyebrows. And she really perfected that and she really educated herself and taught herself herself so many things. And like I said, you know, she she didn't even know English. Yeah, she. Right? I don't think she knew English when she came here. And it just like blows my mind. All those people and women that came to this country with nothing. Like, can you imagine, like, coming over here with Mm -hmm. the clothes on your back and that's it? Yeah, and then just figuring it out. And honestly, like, it didn't take her that long to to learn English and to really, you know, be able to sell to the women here. Um, But I know another, you know, Estee Lauder. Yeah, she's a good one, too. Yeah, she. Well, I, I'm. I know I. I did write something about her story. Honestly, um, I didn't even know that was a person, Estee Lauder. Well, yeah, and maybe I'm mistaken, but she did. Like her husband was trying to do it, like for her, kind of, and she was just kind of like, no, like she was really just trying to be independent with her own business. So maybe I'm wrong, but I know. No, I think that was her. Well, yeah. So. You know, she just really felt confident enough and strong to do it by herself, pretty much. You know, be in control and, you know, work really hard on her business so it can be, you know, what it is today. Yeah, exactly. And she, yeah, she worked on, you know, the quality. She learned the business. She learned, you know, how to really sell and how to create new products. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of these women really paved the way for everyone now to... To have what? To have their own makeup line yeah. now. Like, it's pretty... It's not easy, but it's way easier More, now than yeah. it was back then for women to start their own, you know, business. And especially in makeup and stuff like that. But... Yeah, so, like, there is more common. You know, there are... We do have a variety of lines and products and, you know, different creators who are out there. But, um, yeah, those imagine, are the main like, ones. if they didn't. I know. take those risks and they just quit there wouldn't be those big name brands out there to inspire that and there wouldn't else. be as many as they are right now that are you know out there mm-hmm. so it'd be like we're kind of barely getting started or we barely got started you know a few years ago rather than when they were young and ambitious so i also think like you know they had such a great team along with them you know doing the work with them, learning the business and developing products that I think, you know, the saying like iron sharpens iron and really like, you know, surround yourself with people who are motivating, inspiring, uplifting. And um, yeah, so, you know, it's like, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, with like a business that's, you know, starting out a business, I think that's really important because, yeah, you could be scared and you could really carry fear if, you know, you're starting something new and challenging and unknown. But when you have those supportive people and helpful people around you, it makes it easier. Yeah, and it's, and also it's a support system too. Like even if maybe the closest family to you isn't your support system, it's important for you and it's really like your responsibility to go out there and find your support system to find surround your people with you know 
who you want to inspire to be like, who have the same goals and ambition like you, or, you know, who you see is okay, like you look up to in a way, like surround yourself with them a little bit more and kind of piggyback off of them to get in the same, you know, mindset as them. And always like consider the source too. Yeah. Our mom always tells us that. Right. Like consider the source. If you want to do something and, you know, someone maybe with that doesn't really have their, you know, life together or, you know, that's really not the best source to maybe if they're a naysayer or they're always negative, like why would you take their opinion? You know, with them, yeah, just take their opinion with a grain of salt. But if someone who is giving you advice, who is not, it's about like, oh, has the most fanciest car or has, you know, the most money. It's not about those. It's like if they're on the right path on their life, maybe they're, maybe you would want to take, you know, their advice over, you know, someone who, you know, isn't, doesn't have that growth mindset. Right. Yeah. And also, like you said, consider the source and, you know, how, yeah, not how flashy and showy they are, but how genuinely successful they are, how educated they are, or even experienced, you know, to, you know, so they can help you and give you advice. And I was going to go into like affirmations and how, you know, that's a big step. It's a with one another. I think it's a small way. Like, wait, like self affirmations? Well, both self affirmations and, like I said, with the people that you surround yourself with, always giving each other those affirmations, remembering to mm-hmm. uplift one another. Yeah, uplift one another and, you know, support one another. But also, self affirmations, I don't think a lot of people do enough of. Saying, like, really, like, talking to yourself and saying you know you got this and i'm beautiful and you know i'm worthy um i'm lovable you know like things like that a lot of i think a lot of us kind of ignore too that we don't really tell ourselves and so i think it's important that's a small thing that you can start doing to shift your mindset into maybe not being scared all the time or not being scared of doing something or even saying something or don't be scared of even posting something on Instagram, you know? It's like, just be you. And I know, you know, you hear, we hear that a lot. But it's really sad that a lot of people are really scared just to be themselves. I mean, yeah, I think that's really, that's pretty sad to to just be afraid of being yourself to be afraid of being real with yourself and you know realizing that that's who you are and you're different and that's great you know you Mm -hmm. you should be different you should be unique and not just copy and paste what everybody else is doing and yeah you know make something your own exactly and so we hope that everyone faces anything and everything that you go through and it's all a learning process like you're not gonna like you know dump fear in the trash after you know a day or a week it's a learning process it's a journey it's like if if you really have something that's eating at you or that you really have an idea for that you really want to do 
take those little baby steps to get into not letting fear hold you back anymore. Yeah, and I think also realizing that, it, again, it's the start of realizing that you do carry around that fear, that you do fear a lot and run. I think that the start is, yeah, giving yourself the self-affirmations and slowing down, like I said, analyzing what you're really doing. Because I think people will, like, if you kind of ask somebody, they'll, they won't realize that they do it. You do it unconsciously. You do it naturally when you need to take time to rise above everything, face a lot more than you do. So yeah, I think just improving yourself and working on that is going to help. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. And if you um, haven't subscribed yet, subscribe and leave a comment and five-star review. And we'll see you next Thursday. Bye, sweet peas. Oh, 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 oh,